What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive and I'm joined by Ricky. Good evening, Ricky. How are you tonight? Uh, good evening. Um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yourself? I don't like Wednesdays. No, I know. Because you were late and getting home today as well because of the trains. Yep. And you've obviously had some carry on yourself today, so but we're dedicated yeah. to putting some content out for these lovely marks of ours. So, let's yeah, get, it's, let's been a, it's been a stressful few days, so it's good to talk some wrestling. Is it? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's good to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so there is basically a big Survivor Series pay per view this Sunday, but there have also been a couple of massive news talking points with regards to what's been going on on Raw and Smackdown but what we'll do is we'll just touch on them as we go through the card right because uh, there are quite a few here and the first one I basically piggyback to this card from the updated listings on lordsofpain.net and they've got first Raw versus Smackdown the WWE Universal Champion Brock Lesnar versus WWE Champion Daniel Bryan so this is a match that's happening, but obviously this was as a result of a fairly surprising title win for Daniel Bryan last night in SmackDown. Your thoughts on all this? <clears throat> first things first, fuck Brock. <laughs> um, like I've I've long said it to you that I enjoy uh, title changes on random Raw and SmackDowns. I'm not advocating for it like every month or every other week or every other month, but you know, just throw one in every every sort of blooming once a year, once every couple of years, whatever. Um, yeah, I didn't see this coming because I thought the title change or sort of someone dropping a title would be Becky Lynch at SmackDown. Um, Daniel Bryan, when it was, it it, it was a shock, one I didn't see coming. Daniel Bryan now being what looks like to be transitioning into a heel as well. Um, I suppose if you kind of look at it in the last few weeks, he's kind of been that... He's had a couple of heelish tendencies, especially these last few weeks. So he's kind of been condescending. And like you remember when he done the whole Too Sweet Brother to AJ a few weeks back backstage... Um, the match itself was was really good. Um, yeah, I, to me, there was a lot of similarities between this one and the Becky Lynch because they were both kind of going nowhere. And when you want to put that, put that down to lack of interest from other people or booking or a combination of both. 
and I know a lot of people are kind of shitting on this, but look what people are saying when they turn Becky and now look at Becky now. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, I never thought they would go down this route. I always assumed it would be the Miz winning the world title and Daniel Bryan ultimately kind of getting his Miz getting his comeuppance at WrestleMania against Daniel Bryan. I still think they're going to go with that. I think it will just be rules reversed. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know if they'll transition Miz into like a full-blown face. I don't think I'd like to see that, to be honest, anyway. Um, but I think we're still going to get Daniel Bryan and the Miz at WrestleMania. It's still a possibility. It's, it's surpri- yeah, it, like I said, it's very surprising, but at the same time, we kind of get Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar, and, and that itself, depending on what kind of match we decide to have, could be a good match. If we have something similar to last year with Daniel Bryan, like, if Daniel Bryan gets a lot of offense in, like AJ did, it could be a real, it could be a real good match. And I think AJ interferes in this match and costs Daniel Bryan. Has AJ been announced for the five v five? Don't think so, because that five has been set, is it not? Mm. My opinion on this whole title change and heel turn is undetermined at the moment. As you say, I think the clues were there over the last couple of weeks and even more subtle hints over the last couple of months that Daniel Bryan was turning heel. With regards to the title change, I mean, people have not been happy with Daniel Bryan being quite low down the card since his return from, basically, career-threatening injury. People have also been upset with AJ Styles' title reign of late, where it's like he's been holding on to it for too long. So it's... Technically, when you think about it like that, surely you would be happy that AJ Styles is now no longer the champion and Daniel Bryan is now the face that runs the place. But it's just... I don't know. Could it be a case of us just working ourselves into a shoot? This is another heel turn that people aren't a fan of, but you're not supposed to be a fan of people turning heel in the first place. That's the whole modus operandi for wrestling. But I can see the whole point of... There not been enough baby faces on the show now. I don't see what the big issue with that is because people are going to cheer who they'll cheer for anyway. The same will probably happen for Daniel Bryan, which happened and has been happening for Becky Lynch. It's just it still felt a bit off last night. The change, it's hard to put into words. I think it was more so maybe because it was so shocking because you didn't expect it to take place on a SmackDown of all places. And the goal maybe this, song. maybe this was a well. We done that last year, remember? It wasn't the goal. Well, it wasn't what it was a week before. Maybe this was a plan all along. Maybe not so much to go home, but maybe the plan was for them to have the first match at Crown Jewel and then to do a rematch and Daniel Bryan to win it at SmackDown. Uh-huh. Obviously, the first match had to take place on a SmackDown. Um, I, 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 I can see where people come from in terms of not being enough baby faces, but I think if you kind of look through the entire sort of heel roster, he's had matches or feuds against all of them, I'd like to think. Has he not? All of them that Now, I know, I know that matches are not the same as like kind of full-blown feuds, but he's had matches against who? Joe, mm-hmm. is he not? Yep. Uh, the Nakamura one it might have been a dark match though. Um, Almas, I want to say he has. 
So have. there's people there, and even if it's a heel, like you know, you could always turn. You 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 do redo rerun the AJ rematch, even on SmackDown. There's no automatic rematch, but he'll get it. Okay. And then you could go someone like Rusev. You could go someone like the Miz if you tr- transition him into a babyface. Either if you don't, it doesn't matter. The story's still there. You could go Rey Mysterio. You could still go Jeff Hardy, even though I'm not a fan of that. And then we have the the shakeup. Yeah. I mean, the positives from it are that we could possibly get maybe not a TLC, but a ladder match at, at TLC for the WWE title. Because it's the end of the day, it's like a no DQ match anyway. Uh-huh. And the, again, the positives are that Daniel Bryan will be in the spotlight, heel or not. There's still a lot of focus on him. But one of the things that's annoyed me about this is he's going in to face Brock Lesnar on Sunday. Brock Lesnar has been protectively booked for so long that I have no hope. Not Not hope, that's not the right word. I have no... Expectations. Expectations at all that Daniel Bryan will walk out the victor in this because Oh he's not. Aye. But see the thing is, I mean look at what Brock Lesnar did to one of the Singh brothers on Monday night. He dropped that guy slap bang on the top of his on the crown of his head, folded him up like an accordion. Daniel Bryan's not that much heavier than the Sing one of the Singh brothers. And that, um, um I I don't want to ever kinda of defend Brock, but what I will say is I mean has he hurt many people? No, but he's... I mean, look at the the hard way elbows he's given people. He gave Randy but Orton a concussion. The, the Randy Orton one, by all accounts, kind of, it seemed like that was supposed to happen that way. Well, the concussion wasn't. I mean, at the end of the day, when you're ramming your elbow into someone and trying to bust them open, you know, concussion can happen. Well, don't do it in the first place then. No, that's what I'm saying, so don't do it. But, like, for the most part, I don't... I mean, yeah, he clocked Braun and really wobbled him, but that was because what he perceived as kind of Braun being a bit too stiff or over the top or whatever, being reckless. But for the most part, I think Braun's relative Brock, sorry, is relatively safe. Partly because the guy does a couple of moves and the match is over. But yeah, yeah um, that's true. Like he, Daniel Bryan's not winning on Sunday, so don't get your hopes up there. Because um, at the end of the day, like we discussed, was it last week or the week before? that we counted it's been like four guys have beaten Brock in the last sort of five years or so mm-hmm. and the four of them just kind of be kind of happen to be iconic names um, so yeah I don't expect Daniel Bryan to win but I think Daniel Bryan will get a fair amount of offence in but like I said I expect AJ to either come down and attack Daniel Bryan thus Brock winning the title sorry Brock winning the match or he comes down and distracts Daniel and Brock wins mm-hmm. but see to be honest I couldn't care less it was turned Daniel Bryan heel. It's, I mean, it's not. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Neither am I because with his comeback story, it was great. It was because it was so so unexpected, and like I was adamant that he'll never wrestle in a WWE ring again. Shocked, and then his his speech as he came back was powerful as well. I I've clamoured more for a CM Punk return than a Daniel Bryan return. If I'm honest. I always have, and you know, I know I'm not saying that's going to happen, but you know that uh-huh. about me. Um, so for Daniel Bryan returning, yeah, it was great news, excellent, some sort of dream matches and feuds, but I couldn't have, it wouldn't have bothered me if he never did return. Mm. So I guess I just, I'm not that emotionally invested in him as a wrestler anymore. Um, 
and maybe that could be down to booking etc but I don't think so I think even at the time as excited as I was I wasn't you know I wasn't shouting and screaming from the rooftops or anything um, so yeah I'm just going to wait and see where it goes because we say it's just about Becky Lynch the day after the SummerSlam uh, match let's just see where it goes in a couple of months time and then we can judge from there uh-huh. Um so we'll see, we'll see. But this is, I think there is two, two, two sides to the argument. A lot of people are going to say he was stale, and this is kind of refreshing, but those other people will turn around and say he was stale because of booking. You know, you had him in Team Hell No, he wasn't really doing anything, but for the most part, you know, for like for about two months he was feuding with The Miz, and for the last sort of six weeks he's been in a programme with AJ. So, and then I know a lot of people talk about his comeback feud, going into WrestleMania, but see, at the end of the day, him coming back wasn't ex- wasn't expected, so we never had anything for him, and it just sort of put him in that match, in that feud, just because it kind of fitted a little bit, and we could have protected him ever so slightly being a tag match, didn't need to expose him so much, and then on top of that, it was like Daniel Bryan's return, so we now need to get him on the WrestleMania card one way or another. Yeah. So I, I give them a pass for that initial stuff. Oh, I'll give them a pass for the initial stuff because you've got a guy who's just come back from injury, still not signed a contract. So why would you want to do go um, f- head on? What's the word I'm exactly. looking for? Why would you? Why, why, go- why would why would you push him so much? And why would you want to give him? Why would you want to make him front and centre of your company when he may no he may not be there in six months time? And why would you want to make him front and centre of your company when? And at least two occasions in the past, he was injured a couple of months later. So you need mm. to sort of test test the waters first, see how things are going. So he's stayed injury-free, as far as we're aware. He has signed a new contract, So, and since that contract's been signed, he has been in the title picture. So if they were wanting to hold off, fine by me, and that they're getting the... Maybe I still think there's a bit of panic booking here um, because of what we'll talk about later, but... Just see what happens. From a kayfabe point of view, this is Shane McMahon's fault because he did he make this a title match mm-hmm. and ousted Daniel Bryan from the Survivor Series team. That's him doing his heel stuff again. Uh, and technically AJ Styles could have beef with, beef with Shane McMahon, so we're going to get AJ versus Shane 2 at WrestleMania. Can't wait for that one. I hope not. <laughs> Surely not. I was saying that in jest. So we're going for a Brock Lesnar win here. Yep. Good, good. Well, not good, good, but let's move on. Uh, you have the Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura Battle of the Midcard Champions. If you don't mind, I'll say a wee bit about this one first. Mm-hmm. And it will be a wee bit because I have got not much to say about it. Shinsuke Nakamura is does not interest me at all at the moment he has been in the I mean he's going into this match with Seth Rollins as the third wheel because what's going on with Seth Rollins indeed at the moment is more important to Seth he was going into the matches with Jeff Hardy as the third wheel even though he was challenging for the title and defending the title because Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton had their thing going on the champion's been the third wheel on a couple of different occasions now and that doesn't help his stock for me and it just seems, I don't know, absent, indifferent. He's got that aura about him that he's not really caring what's going on. So I've not got, 
it could be a good match on the night. He's talking about how Seth Rollins didn't hasn't been thinking about him, which is true. I've not been thinking about him either, so my hopes aren't high for this match. <laughs> Nobody's been thinking about Nakamura. Have you? No. There we go. Anything you want to say about this one? Um, just quickly, um, Jeff Hardy's in the 5-on-5 match. Fantastic. Um, I mean, anyway. The problem, I think, overall with this year, right, is last year there was like a genuine kind of building. Like, we've always known that ultimately it don't kind of mean anything because there's nothing at stake other than quote-unquote pride. But at least last year we kind of had a good build-up to it when people coming over and invading and stuff like that. And this year, and like, remember you had the Miz and Baron Corbin sort of going back and forth on social media? It's been Aye. nothing, nothing. And like, don't get me wrong, I think it'll be a good match. But there's just been no build to it because on Raw's side, it's just been all about Ambrose and Rollins, obviously. And in the SmackDown side... Um, Fuck when the last time I can't remember the last time I saw Nakamura, like or even when I cared about him. Um, so yeah, like I say, I'm still looking forward to the actual match itself. I think the match itself could be good. I kind of expect Dean Ambrose to get Dean Ambrose to get involved. I think it could be. To be honest, I think it could be a night full of fuck finishes. Um, That's the thing, isn't it? And I think, to be honest, a lot of them would make sense. Um, yeah. Let's say build wise, there's been nothing. Even you had the Raw women appearing, sorry, SmackDown women appearing on Raw. I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but then there was no kind of retaliation whatsoever on on SmackDown. Um, yeah, build wise, it's not been great. Match wise, I think it should be good though. Um, I'm going to go Nakamura though to win as well. Sorry, I'm accidentally phoning Carl on WhatsApp. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what happened there. My phone was playing funny buggers and I accidentally phoned Carl from Outsider's Edge. Give me a wee second while I apologise. Carl's column will be coming out soon. Yeah. I just distracted him from his column there. That's put him back another couple of months. Yeah, uh, Sidge K will win this one because Dean will probably get involved to touch yep. on your point as well as what's been going on in Raw and Smackdown it's been very insular but you've had Crown Jewel and Super, so- Super Showdown and Evolution all crammed into the space of five, four or five weeks so they've not really had much time to build for one of their big fours which is quite a shame so this is probably the match that I'm looking forward to the least out of all of them maybe lump that together with the Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar match it's a shame because I've really enjoyed Seth Rollins' work for the majority of 2018. Uh, I'm enjoying what's going on between him and Dean. Dean's been an arsehole. Um, Seth has come full circle and it's all this betrayal's been landed at his feet this time. So it'll be interesting to see how they go forward when, if and when, and hopefully soon, they start wrestling each other. So we'll see what goes on there. Next up is the... Raw Tag Team Champions, the Authors of Pain with Drake Maverick versus SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus. 
I've skipped a match, but we'll go back to that match in a wee bit. So, yeah, just ignoring, like I say, for the most part, there's been no build to anything, really, apart from the women's. Um, again, same as Seth and, uh, Seth and Nakamura. No build, no nothing, but I'm sure the match will be kind of decent. Um, I'm going to go Offers of Pain. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say, to be honest, about this match. <laughs> Neither do I. It will be a good, good physical encounter. There probably will be some big show interference with Drake Maverick at ringside, so Drake Maverick will probably be thrown about, ragdolled about the place. The size differential will be interesting to see, but I think that's about it. It's, it will be a hard-hitting match. Both teams have won the championships fairly recently. This happened last year as well. So, again, it's another one where they've... It's as if they're changing titles just to get the desired matches for Survivor Series, Survivor Series, and that shouldn't be the case. Uh, I don't know if you heard Cesaro had an interview recently. Oh, fuck. How did you know? When you go. Well, he was asked in an interview what he would do if like, his tag partner had to retire or like because of medical grounds. He said he would probably start looking into trying out his, his William Shakespeare gimmick that he's been working on behind the scenes. And he finished with, after all, the, the show must go on. What was the match that you missed out? <laughs> Are you just totally ignoring that? That was terrible. I've got two more. <sighs> Sprinkle them in elsewhere. Eh... Uh, Right, okay then, I'll move down the, the list and then we'll come back to the one that we missed. <laughs> I'm try- you're, you're the one that wants me to sprinkle out the jokes. Right, just, just say the joke. No, it has to tie in with the match that I'm talking about. Right, okay. Uh, Raw versus Smackdown, oh, too many names on this list. Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley with Baron Corbin as the acting Raw General Manager versus SmackDown Commissioner Shane McMahon, Jeff Hardy, Michael Mizanin, Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio with The Miz as the captain. Thoughts? None? Um, no, no. <laughs> Drew McIntyre is going to lay waste to all five of those guys on a Smackdown side Drew McIntyre is going to look like a fucking monster in this match probably I cannot wait I can't wait to see Drew hit a Claymore on Shane on poor Ray I can't wait to see him lay waste to all of them Even he'll probably, I'm telling you he'll lay waste to some of his teammates as well let me see who else we go. You'll probably end up levelling Finn Balor. But I expect Braun and Corbin to get into some sort of interaction. I can maybe even see Corbin costing Braun, like in a match where Braun might get pinned or eliminated or something. I wouldn't be surprised something along those lines. Or Braun goes chasing after Corbin or something like that and gets counted out. Mm-hmm. Um, to sign a prolong that feud. But yeah, Drew McIntyre's going to be put on this fucking pedestal come Sunday. 
for anyone who doesn't have the video version of the podcast, Ricky just had his hands high up this level. I don't care about this match. Oh, you'll care when you see Drew standing tall with bodies all around him. Like the bodies hit the floor. Mm-hmm. And Brew, Brew. And, and <laughs> Drew will be standing tall. <laughs> uh, like, see, when you look at the five Raw guys, they've all had beef with each other fairly recently. Drew, yep. Drew Dolph and Braun have all been butting heads quite regularly now. Even Drew and Dolph aren't seen eye to eye as they once did. Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley have been... They've not really been interacting too much, but... Yes, no, they have in recent weeks. They have in recent weeks, but it's only been a couple of weeks in comparison to the Dogs of War stuff that's been going on. It's good to see, as far as I'm aware, this is Finn Balor's first pay-per-view match in goodness knows how long. It's just good to see Finn on TV. With that lovely smile of his. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't really give a fuck about this match as long as I, just as long as Drew's standing tall at the end of the match. You know it's going to be all it's going to be centered around Shane McMahon and the Miz. I get that, but I can't wait for Drew to le- legitimately decapitate Shane with the Claymore. And look at you've got Shane McMahon, Jeff Hardy, and Mysterio in the same team. That's a lot of years. That's a lot of rings round the tree bark there. Um, Joe as well, Joe's, but Joe's phenomenal. Well, I like to think of it as their WWE age, Samoa Joe's right. young. I know The Miz has been there for a long time, but I would consider him still um, a vital part of the show, of the product going forward. Oh, like, it's like, see when we get to see Joe going, having like a face-off with like Drew, I think that's going to be awesome. As well as Joe and Strowman. And it's crazy, like, despite how much Joe has lost in, like, the last year or whatever, like, we still hold him in such high regard. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, the 5v5 matches have always been laced with a good story. I had wanted to actually do a watch-along of the 2016 match because that's my favourite um, iteration of the 5v5 match. Just from start to finish, it was perfect. Uh, I might actually watch that if I've got time. But I'm sure there'll be some good interaction. It just it doesn't seem to have the star power that it has in recent years. No, it, it doesn't. It, it really doesn't. But what's going to be different, maybe about this year than previous years, the man standing tall at the end of the match is going to actually mean something. Because last year when Braun attacked Triple H, like we all assumed that was going to kind of lead to Triple H and Braun, and where did it really lead to? Nothing really. Nothing at all. Um, I just mean Braun in general, but uh, <laughs> I keep saying it, but this match is all about Drew. And if Brew, uh, Brew again, <laughs> if Drew, if Drew is not standing tall, coming at the end of the match, it's going to be bitterly disappointing. I'll hold you to that. Yeah, I, I like I love the Miz, and I love Joe, but Drew McIntyre has to lay waste to everyone and anyone with that Claymore kick of his. He's just he's unbelievable. I really like him. He's good. I like him as well. Not because he's Scottish. Oh, I mean that's just an added bonus. It is. The Scots are taking over the WWE product, though. To be fair, 
Right. Okay. At least at least we're doing something good. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is the the Raw Women's Ch- Champion versus Ronda Rousey versus the Not SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte can, Flair. Can, can we leave this for the end if you don't mind? Oh, that was going to be my joke part. It's fine. You can hit with your joke before we go into the quiz then. Okay. Right. Raw versus SmackDown um, five on five women's match. Shoot fighter Nia Jax. <laughs> Killer Instinct Tamina Snooker. Ember Moon, Natalia, Ruby Riot with team captain Alexa Bliss versus Naomi, Sonia Deville. I do like me some Sonia Deville. Asuka, Carmela, and did we actually get the fifth announcement? No, I'm not sure. I don't think they've announced anything yet. Hazard a guess as to who it will be. <sighs> maybe, maybe Mandy Rose. Maybe, but her, she seems to be, <coughs> excuse me, she seems to have a bit of beef with Sonia Deville, so I'm not sure. I think maybe that's why they <coughs> might do it. And I can't think of who else is there on that roster that could it could be. Lana? With her. Who, who else could it, who else on that roster could it be? Lana, Mandy Rose. Yeah, I, I heard you saying Lana, I just thought I would just repeat it so you didn't need to say Lana again. Oh, right, okay. Um genuinely can't think of anyone else off the top of my head Maurice I think <laughs> it's probably going to obviously be one of those two I wouldn't be surprised if it was Lana and then you can maybe continue Mandy Rose just not being happy with not being in the match or kind of beefing with Sonya Deville I don't know maybe it'll be Brie Bella that comes back and the last two women standing will be Nia Jackson and Brie Bella and they just reenact the scene from Kickboxer <coughs> at the end <laughs> like <clears throat> the raw side on paper just looks so much better I think Um. well maybe not maybe not I mean, maybe like, not so much better but I think it is stronger though let's be honest to me the snooker's not very good she isn't but it's just because she's like a, a bit of a powerhouse Ember Moon sensational you know I love me and Natalia but something's going to happen between Natalia and Ruby Riot, obviously Yes, and something will happen between Ember Moon and the Jackson Snooker Alliance. I wouldn't be surprised if Nia Jackson between the Snooker kind of like lay waste to the other ones, and then they're kind of standing tall at the end. Aye, but on the other side, you've got Naomi. She's she's always good in the multi-woman environment. Sonia Deville really, like, I think she's really got a lot of potential in the future. Do you know what age she is at all? No idea. I could Google, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, tier one journalism on the rookie and rookie. I I I can remember I was reporting all sorts last night on Twitter. Oh, this this needs to be your new gimmick. Every day, just put something outrageous out there. I mean, that wasn't really outrageous. The best thing was that I said, according to the latest report, Becky's going to drop the title and someone came back and said, give me a source. Now that I am the fucking source. <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple of hours later, someone actually put a report out saying that she, she could be dropping the title tomorrow. See, on SmackDown. Uh, PW Stream 
I think it is put up something. Was it? No, that was someone else. The PW Stream put up something last night saying um, reports on Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch at Royal Rumble. And I thought, right, this guy's done this before. We're basically, it should, the PW Stream should just be called Melt Sussies. But they went, <laughs> I went into this article and it said some guy from Wrestle. Wrestle something. I can't remember what this, the second word does. This person speculated that Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch would be at the Royal Rumble. Speculated. Like, ah, yeah, I think this is a possibility. <laughs> and this PW stream was saying, yep, yeah, looking likely. Go away with the, the clickbait. <laughs> So you join you join the fair you join the join it in. I will, I will. Maybe not every day, but I think certainly building up to like a raw and a smackdown and a pay per view, I'll come out with some something outlandish. Uh huh. And you've got the it's right for this weekend when you've got war games and you've got thing as well. You could say Kota Abushi's been spotted <laughs> in California. <laughs> He's lost his passport again. <laughs> No, I'll, th- I'll think of something. I mean, I'll because the thing like the Becky Lynch thing that was kind of believable. Of course, it was. So I need I need to come up with something else that's believable. Do you know these uh, <coughs> crazy Austin comparisons for Becky Lynch? Mm-hmm. She was she lost her match at Survivor Series thanks to a Samoan. That that, that happened for Austin as well. <laughs> Right, so moving on past that five on five women's match. Well, we've not given our predictions. Uh, Raw. Raw's too combustible at the moment. Too many. Wait, how many? I went Raw on what one? You know that Artrus going to try and get involved, don't you? Oh, he might actually be the fifth member. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. Raw. I'm going raw. I'm, yeah, going raw. To, I'm going to go for SmackDown. <clears throat> Excuse my cough tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This is a, a tickly throat for myself over here. Next up, oh, my main event, and I am shocked, still dubious, but shocked to see that Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight title will be on the main show. Do you know something? 205 Live's been getting a lot of love recently. Not so much the show itself, but you've got you had Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander on the main card for Super Showdown. You've got this match on the main card of Survivor Series. Uh, Lucha House Party are now a tag team on Raw. Drake Maverick is a manager for Authors of Pain. Leo Rush is a manager for Bobby Lashley. There's a lot of movement going on between the 205 Live guys just now, so it's good to see that they're being utilised more than just um, Tuesday nights when it's 205 Lives is taped. This match is going to be so good. I know. Oh, I know, I know. They've not had a bad match. They'll have the big... They've got the spotlight on them. Um, Mustafa Ali... I mean, we've discussed it before. This guy's golden. Buddy is, is he the best wrestler in the WWE? Oh. I'll be bold and say 
the most um, the most elegant wrestler. He's an absolute joy to watch. He's he's a beautiful wrestler. He's the most beautiful wrestler in WWE. <laughs> I mean, he moves around the ring. He does all these four fifty splashes and massive tornado DDTs, but it looks as if he's doing them in slow motion. They're done with such precision and agility. And he brings story into these high-flying matches. It's not just all about, look what I can do. There's story behind it. And Buddy Murphy's just a sensation this year. Yep. Um, Yeah, I think, as I've said, I've long said that the conversation should be happening um, about Mustafa Ali being, if not the best, it's certainly right amongst amongst the very best in that company. Um, same as you, surprised this is on the main card uh, as of right now. Um, wouldn't be entirely surprised if they bumped this off the card, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think they probably will keep it on it because how many? We've only got about six, seven matches on the main card. Yeah. It could well be match of the night, and it could again be like one of the absolute very best matches of the year. Um, the one they had on two or five live. What was it? It was like two months ago. Yeah, they had a. An ODQ match, which for all intents and purposes, what ended up a stairs match, uh, yeah. and it was just. It when was, was that? It was, it was a couple of months ago, wasn't it? A good couple of months ago. It was after. That was just ridiculous. Some of the stuff they were doing in that match. Uh-huh. They had a really good match in the cruiserweight tournament. They've played off stunts that have happened in previous matches. Like there was one point in the first match that they had together where Buddy Murphy was trapped in the ropes, and. Or was it the other way about and one of them got their arm damaged quite badly from a high-flying top rope move? They reversed that next time. And their use of the furniture in the stairs match, I'm just going to call it a stairs match, was just impeccable. They've got a, they've both got good chemistry with almost everyone that they wrestle against and these guys seem to hit it off well. I think I prefer the, the sort of story between Mustafa Ali and Drew Gulak over the years, but just from pure wrestling quality. Yep. We're in for a treat. Even if it's 10 minutes, we're in for a treat. Yeah. I think in terms of pure wrestling quality alone, like, this, these two have been arguably the best uh, within the company the entire year, like, mm-hmm. working together. Uh, this Sunday should, should, should really be no different. I'm glad that um, they're on the main card so far because I would have been annoyed if Mustafa Ali, arguably the best in the company at the moment, was on the pre-show and the Lucha House Party, who are all right. If they would have been on the main card instead, I would not have been happy. Uh, like the thing is, like that that um, tag five on five tag team match, like that. I don't think many people care about it, if I'm honest. But this match actually means something, and this match is between, like I say, two of the absolute best. Um, of the last sort of twelve months, the guys have been putting on unbelievable matches, um, and I think it will stay on the main card. If I'm honest, I don't think I think Buddy Murphy retains. Yeah, so do I. Uh, they're they're going to like you said, a good point out on Twitter last week, the week before, they're going to go Mustafa Ali versus Cedric Alexander. Uh, Cedric might cost him that chance tonight. Yeah, Cedric Sunday. at some point will probably turn on him, and that may lead in towards maybe Royal Rumble time. I don't know if. Uh, Maybe even closer than that, actually. So, yeah, it's kind of... I really would like Mustafa Ali to win it, to win the title. Uh, I think he deserves it, because I've said on many occasions, he's the kind of guy that 
that can be the front and centre of your company, um, both from like just looks wise to in ring ability, just to kind of be just in in the kind of person he is in general. I find it odd. I find it odd that he's not given mic time because we've seen in the promos that he does that he's got a gift. Mm-hmm. Like give that yep. guy the microphone and you've got some gold there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But like I say, unfortunately, I think Buddy Murphy will retain. And I only say unfortunately because I'm I'm a huge fan of Mustafa Ali. I I mean. This is one of those ones where, unlike previous encounters, I'm not invested in who wins. I'm just invested in them getting a spotlight this time. So, Mustafa Ali, Buddy Murphy, they can, they're great together. I wouldn't be annoyed if Buddy Murphy retained. See what he can do. Because his title reign has been really short. He's only, oh, he's only won it. He only won it was like four weeks ago. Uh, he's only had one match, and that was against Mark Andrews last week. So, mm-hmm. give him a bit more time. He's got something going on with Tony Nice at the moment as well. So, let that get fleshed out. Let Cedric and Ali get fleshed out. No doubt they'll have a tag team match at some point in the very near future. I would not be shocked at all. So just give them 10 minutes and show them what they can do and put quite a lot of the main roster stuff to shame, possibly. It's not a competition, but they probably will. <laughs> uh, it's not a competition, but at the same time it is. <laughs> so next up is the tag team match which you just referenced a wee minute ago this is the kick off pre-show and this will take a bit of time to get through Chad Gable and Bobby Roode The Ascension The Lucha House Party or as Rance calls them The Lucha Booties oh my god this team is horrendous The Revival and The B Team versus The Usos The New Day The Colons Sanity Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson with the Usos as the captain and you've got Gable and Rudd as the Raw captains. Now, I'll get the prediction out of the way. As has been, looks like it's been the case for quite a lot of all these interbrand matches, the Raw guys have all been fighting with each other. I mean, they had a couple of um, battle royals this week to determine who would be the captain. They're fighting against each other, whereas the Usos and New Day fought a couple of weeks ago and they shook hands after it. They were all backstage on uh, Tuesday night there on SmackDown showing unity. So there's a unity with the SmackDown tag teams at the moment. So that's why I think just from that alone that they'll beat the Raw team because the Raw team, oh, there's a lot of geeks in there. What uh, a fucking shit match. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? you got the Usos in this match? Don't don't really care. Um, SmackDown wins. That's my input to this match. Oh, it's going to be a short podcast tonight. No, because I think the next subject is going to be quite interesting. It is. Uh, if you get anything to add to this at all, to that match, mm-hmm. no. And it's. Please. I mean, get Chad Gable a singles push. Or just get him on TV as single stars because he's so damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been telling a the story there. He has had TV time. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know, but I just I think he's really, really special. Um, Usos, I would like to see the Usos transition back towards into the champ uh, 
to be in the Champions. It's been about what? What has it been about? Best part of this year, I think, hasn't it? Um, no, well, the Bludgeon Brothers were champions for a long time. Yeah, so I said I can't. The last time they held the titles was the beginning of the year, was it, or was it last Survivor Series? I can't remember now. Certainly, it's been a while anyway since they've been really been like front and centre of that division. Um, I'm quite ready to see that again because I'd quite like to see um, the Usos and the Bar have like a sort of an extended feud. And I would also, and like I say, Usos in the new day, I have I have had great matches after great match after great match. So I'm, I'd like to see that as well. Okay, you've got more to add in this than I have. The Ascension's music will play. That's that's the only positive from this. <laughs> Best music in the whole of the E. Uh, You're just in denial otherwise. Right. So, we'll go, we'll touch on this then. Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey versus non-Women's Champion of SmackDown Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair's inclusion into this match is a result of Becky Lynch being concussed and a broken face at the hands of Nia Drax. So she had to basically step down out of this match. Crazy couple of days. Yep. Yep. Um, let's just start with what took place on Raw. Okay. That's really where Becky, it all happened anyway, isn't it? Yep. Becky getting Rhonda and they disarm her. But that's not even... That nothing, That doesn't... I don't care about that because as she walked down to that ring, swaggering down to that ring with her music and entire Raw women's team in the ring... She just looked like a fucking badass. She did. That was fucking tremendous, I thought. Absolutely tremendous. And I tell you what, if anyone ever had an issue with the heel turn back then, that moment alone shows you why they were right in doing it. Mm-hmm. Um. Don't let's not pretend and let's not act like Vince McMahon's not been a kind of like has not been involved in it. Let's not act like they we didn't have all this planned or knew they were going. She fucking laid waste to Charlotte time and time again in the last two months. The only exception I can think of really was what when he gets speared on the stage and then when she ran away in, in the second match in Australia. Uh-huh. But you could put that down to heel tactics that so you'd expect that kind of from heels. But for the most part, she just put a beating on Charlotte time and time and time again. I mean, they've given the hardcore fans what they want. Almost she, beat, she beat Charlotte clean twice. Mm-hmm. And twice. Em- emphatically the last time. Um, and then she's in this food doing so much, like just being unbelievable on social media and Twitter. She comes swaggering down. Mm-hmm. Like I have watched that moment time and time again because you just there's an aura about her at that moment, um, and then she gets smacked square in the face by Nia Jax. But before we get to that part, the image of her walking about bloodied, nose, hands covered in blood, standing at the stairs with her arms out, 
that was kind of like her. I know a lot of people have called it her Austin moment or whatever. I wouldn't. For me, that was her um, kind of fuck. She's got it, or she's there, or that was her like that was her moment where it was just a case of like, holy fuck, this is what we were all been waiting for the last ten weeks. That like the whole heel turn all kind of culminated to that specific moment. Uh-huh. Um, I don't, I don't agree with Austin comparisons whatsoever. No, it's, um, I mean. I said I, I don't. I, and to be fair, like explain to me what kind of comparisons it, it was that you saw. Because I saw a few, and I don't know if it's the same ones that we were seeing. Put it this way: Austin was over as over like Rover, in a time where there wasn't any social media, and uh, a sort of IWC. He didn't need that. Like this has been helped. I think it's part of it was people were going to cheer for Becky, despite WWE. Even though, in my opinion, WWE have been orchestrating this from the very beginning. So I don't think it's as on the. Li- I mean, obviously there are comparisons where she's walking about bloodied. Um, she got taken out of her Survivor Series match by a Samoan, but. The pops, the pops are nowhere near Austin's level at all. Oh, no one's is. Like, I've still not seen anyone wear a Becky Lynch t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Like, no, you can't compare like the pops because I, like I say, is offline to you. Just go back and watch Austin on any kind of random raw segment in any random city, and you'll see people lose their shit. Like I get, I guess it's different. It's completely different in terms of say, social media, etc. But to me, it wasn't like an Austin moment. For me, it was just like it was a culmination of what we've been seeing these last ten weeks and what they want her to be and portrayed as. And it just all kind of gelled in that one moment. And it was the blood more than anything that made it. I, I would, I wouldn't compare her to anybody. I think she's made her, given herself a very unique vibe at the moment. Yep. How often have we seen a woman just lay waste to entire divisions? Going to stop playing with your hair, you're distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck's sake. Um, what was I saying? A woman laying waste to entire division. Uh-huh. Without any care in the world, taking to social media with the virtual and bio that she has as well. She's a, she's her own person. I, I'm not really up for comparing her to anyone. With yep. with what happened with Nia Jax laying her out with a botched forearm, whatever you want to call it. There's been a lot of hate for Nia Jax online, and okay, she's had instances in the past where she's been careless, injured people a couple of times and whatnot. But you can't like go crazy and fall in love and share memes and put gifts all over the place of Becky Lynch covered in blood saying this is her awesome moment, this is the best thing that's ever happened to Becky. And then 24 hours later when it turns out that she's concussed and can't wrestle anymore, oh, Nia Jax, how dare she? So just accidents happen. We're recalling for Samoa Joe's to go back. We're recalling for Samoa Joe to be taken off the roster or whatever from NXT when he 
nearly paralysed Tyson kids. No. When Seth Rollins had injured people, broken Tina's nose, ended Sting's career. Not to the level that Nia Jax has been getting. Nakamura taking Austin Aries as I saw it out. Hideo Itami taking both one of the Revival and Brian Kendrick's I saw it out. Nobody was wanting getting the level of abuse that Nia Jax has been getting. It just so happens to be that it's against her current fave that she's getting a lot of heat. So I've not got... It, I mean, it could be botched, it could be reckless, it could be intentional. I wouldn't think it was intentional. I'd like to hope it's not anyway, so I just wanted to say that. I don't think it was intentional. Um, I think it was just a little over... I think it was overly aggressive, maybe, or maybe she just timed it wrong. Um, I just unfortunately, like, she is still very green. She has got these mistakes in her. Um, but it can happen, it can happen, it can happen... Um, but I said I. Uh, it could, ultimately it could actually it could it could work in Becky's favour. Mm-hmm. And I thought they would have had her drop the title last night on SmackDown because I thought, and I was speaking to someone this morning on Messenger, and. I had the same thinking. I thought she should have dropped that title last night. She should have sat out for a while, come back kind of near the Royal Rumble. Either you have her and Nia Jax at the last two, or you kind of have her and Nia Jax at some point. For instance, if Nia Jax is laying waste to everyone, she's still in the ring with bodies all all over the floor. Becky's music's hit, and Becky comes out and eliminates her. You could, and she wins the Royal Rumble. Then you could have ran Becky and Nia Jax in the pay-per-view between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, and then you would have done Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And by all by quote-unquote reports, apparently that's what they might be doing now. Um, don't don't listen to those reports until I report, folks. <laughs> Hashtag you heard it here first. Um, that's what I would have done, and who knows, they might end up still doing that. Like she might drop the title at some point or she might just decide to go after Nia Jax. I don't know. Um, I'm not entirely sure how they're going to get... how they're going to manoeuvre Becky into that position if they are going to go Becky versus Ronda. Uh-huh. Did you hear there was a report from one of the medical... someone who was examining Becky backstage when they were con- confirming the concussion? Yeah, I did hear that. So, yeah. So, you don't need to, you don't need to tell me now. No, it's just when the. <laughs> <laughs> this is true though. This isn't one of the jokes. Okay. Uh, the medical person that was on site informed management that she was nigher here than all there. Breaking. <laughs> it's because I can see your face go, oh, here we go again. <laughs> it's just because I could see, as you were telling the punchline, I could kind of see you starting to snicker. <laughs> oh. What's your prediction for this match then? 
Rhonda. Oh, Charlotte's getting buried again. Charlotte Flair never gets buried. She's too great. She's Charlotte Flair. But I don't know if you want to talk about that we've now got Charlotte and Ronda. Aye. It's it's good and bad. It really is. Good because we kind of all felt this was ultimately going to be like maybe the main event of WrestleMania next year. And I'm, I'm all on board for it. I really am. Charlotte's ridiculously amazing. It's just, it's bad just because there's just no build. And that's obviously out with their own control. Like, the unfortunate, that's what happens. That, you know, that's not something they can control. So, yeah, I'm just kind of disappointed that we didn't really get a proper build to this match. Um, that's one of those but, things, though, isn't yeah, it? So, yeah, yeah, so I, can't, I'm not, I can't complain. I can't complain. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. I'm still looking forward to it. Uh, I'm not entirely sure about the whole Naya, uh, sorry, Becky and Charlotte hugging each other because just a few weeks back they were literally trying to kill one another. But maybe it was a case of, I don't like you, I respect you, uh, this is why I've picked you and you know for all we know she might have been saying I'm going to kill you again at some point when she was whispering in her ear or I don't know maybe maybe she felt like she's gained like she actually respects Charlotte more after they went through everything and that's why she picked her mm. it may, uh, I mean I don't really want to see them run it again but maybe Charlotte loses and when Becky returns she's she gets angry at Charlotte for losing to Ronda. I don't think they'll run that again. Um, it's too soon. It's done. Um, but I, no, I think I think Ronda wins, and then because this was a match where I know you specifically said as well. You felt that Charlotte was going to somehow cost Becky the match by like by accident or not. Uh-huh. Um, Ronda wins and there won't be that much uproar if Ronda does win um, and then I see for me the, <clears throat> the the main thing the big thing is how do you now tr- if you are going to go Becky and Ronda how do you transition into that does Becky could you imagine Becky would ultimately need to lose the title who they should lose it to and in what fashion It's just so unfortunate. It's like this yep. is kind of the match that no one wanted to see yet. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's been uh, what four or five days build. There's not really. What are they going to do on social media? Not much. I don't think you can do anything to be honest. Now. It's just this is an exhibition match. Pretty much, and it's that's what's unfortunate about it. Mm-hmm. Because Becky and Ronda was that was turning into a blood feud quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Like I say it's just it's just unfortunate, and it really is one of those things that you can't control. Um, it is what it is, and to be honest, like kayfabe wise, who else could it be that could possibly go toe to toe with Ronda on SmackDown? No one. No, not really. Ask her maybe. I know, but from a KFA point of view, she can't. She's done nothing. 
Uh, she failed to beat Carmela repeatedly. Exactly, and she's done nothing since. Um, I still think this probably could close the show. Um, I am looking forward to it, though. I am looking forward to this match. Oh, from a wrestling standpoint alone, yeah, there's a lot to look forward to in this one. Yep. Well, that seems to have brought us to a natural end when discussing Survivor Series. There is NXT War Games happening the night before. Uh, it would be too, it would be quite a lot to cover this on the same night, so we will give our predictions for this one. But if you want a more in-depth analysis of an analytical preview of War Games, then I will be on Perfect Ten Wrestling Show tomorrow night on Implications Podcast and Lords of Pain Radio. So, if you want to hear some NXT chat, come along. But tonight, we'll just give some quick predictions and then we'll move on to the quiz. So, first up, we've got the two out of three falls match between Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane. I do love me a two out of three falls match, Mr. Ricky. And it feels like this feud has naturally worked into this. Have you saw any potential spoilers? Um, no. Right. I know they're bad, then I was just checking. Um, I'm going to go Shane Baszler. I mean, the the go home show for NXT takeovers. A lot of it's just the hype videos. Yeah, yeah. but I'm going to go Shane Baszler. Right. She thinks she'll retain. Yep. Yep. Could be a classic match though. They've always they've always had good matches. I've never been disappointed. The last one that they had at Evolution could have had a better finish than the messy finish that they had. But <clears throat> two out of three falls, very good trope that NXT use as well. There have been a couple of two two nil victories within the whole WWE umbrella recently. Hopefully, I think this goes three. Aye, that's what I was going to say. I hope they go back to the one each and then. The last one's the victor. This will get a good amount of time as well. Shayna Baszler's on fire. Kyrie Saints, all right. <laughs> Shayna Baszler. So you're going Shayna Baszler? Yep. We also have Johnny Gargano versus Alistair Black. I think we did this last week, did we not? I can't remember if we picked up prediction or what. Um, I know we certainly spoke about it. Uh huh. Johnny Gargano will win this one. Yeah, uh, I would maybe have um, Candice could come, maybe we get involved somehow. Um, yeah, it's, it's not going to be the end of it anyway. And I agree, I think Johnny wins. Mm-hmm. Johnny wins. Uh, Tommaso Trampa versus. Velveteen Dream for the NXT title should be excellent. Yeah, it should be excellent. It should really should be excellent. Um, going to go Champa because I think we discussed it last week again. Dream, it's, it's unfortunate because you almost I think we did say this that as great as Dream is, you kind of get them feeling that he's going to be one of the guys that that may never get the NXT title. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe. Um, and if he does, it's not going to be right now. Uh, champ is champ is too good of a champ, too good, too good at the moment. I wouldn't put it on Dream, to be honest. Uh, it could come further down the line. 
and Champions still got Champions title reign has still got more legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot more story to be told with him, but mm-hmm. it's, it'll be interesting to see quite a different dynamic between these two than both wrestlers have had recently. So I'm all yep. for how it goes down because Velveteen Dream doesn't seem to intimidated by Champa. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, anyway. Uh, lastly, we have. There's been rumours about Cassie Sono versus Matt Riddle, but I don't think that will be on the show. They'll probably keep that for the tapings that they do the week after or something like that, but nothing so far. Um, you've got Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and War Raiders versus the Undisputed Era in a War Games match. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be shithole action throughout because a lot of those guys that I've mentioned have been putting on match of the year contenders almost every single week on NXT Wall Raiders are probably the weakest link and that's not even a bad thing so it's going to be good fun this one I would say oh tough one to call in terms of who would win have you got any ideas when do we turn on fish I don't think they will so you think they'll still continue with the four? They have been, they've been very happy with Fish coming back. Fish has been destroying people on NXT. He's actually been going for people's knees with the chair, and they've been egging him on. So I don't, I don't actually think there will be a betrayal of Bobby Fish. Um, I'm going to go undisputed era. Any reason? I don't know. I think it's just it's just a gut feeling. It'll be one of the war raiders that take the pin. Aye, probably. Or um, Ricochet and Pete Dunne have more arguments with each other. And that would be a match I'd love to see on a takeover. Yeah. Royal Rumble weekend. Yep, because we didn't get like we didn't, obviously didn't get the natural conclusion to that finish uh, uh-huh. to that match a few weeks back, um, and yeah, like we say, this match will be great partly because Pete Dunn's in it, and we absolutely love Pete Dunn, um, and we actually get to see Pete Dunn in a couple of weeks' time at ICW. Yes, fear and loathing. I <clears throat> oh, who else on it? Um, well, you've got Dunn versus. <sighs> Dunn, Trent Seven and Pete Dunn versus Noam Dar, Wolfgang and BT Gunn for a, a six-man tag at Fear and Loathing in ICW. A couple of WWE names there. I'd said earlier on that, um, what's his face, Killian Dane, was at the yep. ICW tapings last weekend. Uh, Noam Dar's been used for the ICW show. Wolfgang, I mean, he, he's back and forth already anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's quite a few more... Um, Bigger names higher up the sort of hierarchy of WWE being leased out for indies work. It's good to see. You know, you know how you know how they normally have like a commissioner for the evening or whatever. Aye. I don't have I have not have they announced it. I don't think I've saw anything. No, they've not announced anything yet. Mm, kind of hoping that there is someone. Grado versus James Storm will be happening. Oh yes, yep. Should be good fun. James Storm's heels works excellent. James Storm's excellent. James Storm has been excellent since Beer Money. Mm. By the way, if you haven't seen it yet, Pete Dunne versus Danny Birch from last week's NXT episode five, I think it was. Oh my word! 
what a match that was. Danny Birch did no harm to himself whatsoever in defeat. Excellent performance. Um, I'm not sure. It's, it's already quite stacked with regards to the singles division, so maybe when they've got the tag team sorted out, maybe Oni Lorcan can come over and join him in the tag scene. Because mm. I don't see them getting higher up the chain in NXT USA, so maybe in NXT UK they'll get a shot. We'll see what happens there. Maybe. Maybe. And hopefully they're still going to come to Glasgow or somewhere in Scotland. Well, I'll just put this out there. I know you poo-pooed it. Um, you've got the heel stable going on at the moment, the Scottish guys, and they did play up the part about them being Scottish. There's nothing saying that when it comes to if and when they do a Glasgow takeover, not a takeover, Glasgow tapings, we've got a wee mini version of the Canadian Stampede where, in that instance, the heel Canadians went home and were cheered ad nauseum. This could happen with the Scottish guys as well. So on a much smaller sort of microcosm scale, you've got a wee replay of that and it could make for some interesting telly for a couple of weeks there. I'm looking forward to it if and when that happens. Mm-hmm. Right. That's us. See you later. <laughs> no quiz this week, no. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Yes, let's go for it. Quiz me. Indeed. So, with it being Survivor Series this weekend, it's a Survivor Series theme quiz. Oh, you've picked another theme again. Well done. Well, I know you're a big fan of those, so I thought I may as well do it. So here we go. Question number one. Survivor Series 2015, Roman Reigns defeated who in a semi-final match? Oh, semi-final match. Okay, I'm going to go for Alberto Del Rio. Correct. Dean Ambrose, sorry, question number two. Dean Ambrose beat who? Sugar. Oh, it was Kevin Owens. Correct. Question number three. Who? I'm just going to make this one up on the spot. Actually, who lost the most? Who lost more <laughs> matches that evening between Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose? They equally lost. Oh, well done. Uh, anyway, don't get a point for that. I thought I'd just throw that in. <laughs> Question number three. In the 2014 Survivor Series, the WWE Divas title match was... Probably shite. Well, would you like to mention the names? Uh, 2014 Nikki Bella versus AJ Lee Correct Correct. Really? That was a total guess In the 2013 Question number 4 In the 2013 WWE title match Sorry Who was involved in the WWE title match? Randy Orton and Daniel Bryan No I'll give, you, I'll give you one more guess 
You got one of them right. Randy Orton. Yep. <sighs> eh, bro. I'll go for a crazy one and say Dolph Ziggler. The Big Show. Okay. So, question number five. In Survivor Series 2000, what was the conclusion to Triple H versus Steve Austin? I remember it well, because when I had, I got a loan of this VHS from a friend. (laughs) In fact, it was Barry. Uh, and he had loaned it out to someone I went to that other person's house picked it up and put the tape into the VHS player and it, instead of this idiot not rewinding it to the very start for me it was rewound, it was a press play and this exact moment happened so I remember that Austin had put Triple H into a car and forklifted the car up high into the sky and dropped the car from a very large height Congratulations, well done Do you remember who interfered in the match? Oh, in that match. Was it The Rock? The Radicals. That's very random. (laughs) (laughs) In the 2010 Survivor Series main event, WWE title match, who were the participants... John Cena and Wade Barrett. You got one of them right. John Cena and... Nope. Oh, Wade Barrett and Randy Orton. Correct. What was the step... Question number seven. What was the stipulation in that match? Or the consequences of the winner of the the match? I can only remember the consequences of the Cena-Wade Barrett match at TLC afterwards. I can't remember. I don't know. If Orton, if Randy Orton win, John Cena was fired. But if Braid, Braid, Wade Barrett win, John Cena was free of Nexus. Right. Question number eight. In which year did The Undertaker return to attack Randy Orton after the win, the 5-on-5? 2005. Question number nine. I love that return. I know, I remember you liking that. It was so good. Um, question number nine. How many overseas Survivor Series has there been? So, outside of America. One, two, or three? Uh, two. Correct. Montreal, Toronto. Yeah, it was definitely both in Canada. I can't remember if it was Montreal and Toronto or it was just Toronto or whatever. Question number 10. The last one. Name every single participant in the Team Cena versus Team Authority Survivor Series match. Oh. (sighs) 2014? Yes, that was the year where Sting debuted. Okay. On the Raw side? Was you mean the Cena side? Because they're all Raw. 
Oh, this was before the brands. No, it wasn't. Yep. <sighs> no, before it was brand versus well, you know, it wasn't brand versus brand anyway. Cena. Mhm. Big Show. Mhm. Let me just get things right in my head first. Cena, Big Show, Dolph Ziggler. Yep. Let me get back to you on the other two. Okay. Uh, on the other side where Seth Rollins, Mark Henry, Luke Harper. Um, I'm going to go crazy and say Kane. Yep. Because he was... Part of the authority. One more. Who was in the authority around that time? Oh, damnation. <sighs> Eric Rowan? No. No. Uh, I don't know the rest. Right, so I'll, I'll give you... You're missing three, so you get four attempts. I'll give you some clues. So the final member of the team authority is, well, I'm a mark for this guy. And I'm a mark for him. A proper one. Rusev. Yes. Okay. Uh, You've already mentioned this guy's name. When? Oh, Eric answer. Yes. He was in the, the Cena side. Yes. And the final one. He's a former IC title, uh, former IC champion. Dean Ambrose. Nope. So I'll give you one more clue, right? Uh-huh. He was involved in the Shield debut. <laughs> Ryan Reeves. Yes. Well done. Thanks. I did not bad tonight. You did, I think. How many did you get wrong? Let me see. Two or three. Just two? Oh, oh no, you got on the show right, I think. I think oh, it was just two you got wrong. Anything you want to plug before we call it quits? No, I'll, I'll leave the plug into you. Okay, right. Let's see how I do here. Right, you ready? Yep. You can give it how many stars? Out of seven. <laughs> we are the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Ricky and Clive. With regards to Facebook, you can catch us uh, not so much in... Ah, oh, mucked it up already. We are Ricky and Clive at Ricky and Clive on Twitter and Facebook. Also on Facebook is the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group. Um, where you can catch us all there. Other podcasts are Us, One Nation Radio, Outsider's Edge, Keeping It Strong Style, and Grown Men Watch This Shit, socialsuplex.com. It has links to the podcasts, has links to the columns that we post. You can have subscriptions to these directly to your mailbox. Please give us five stars on the podcast apps that you use. Um, I will be on Perfect Ten Wrestling Show tomorrow night. That's it, isn't it? Yep. Please pay Ricky eleven ninety nine a month for his um, scoops. I'll have another one coming out this weekend. I can't wait. I, I really can't wait. 
Now you're talking about the authority there. Yeah. See, um, Jamie Noble and Roy Mercury are getting together again as a sort of business venture. And mm-hmm. they're going into the sort of... <laughs> they're going into the baby toddler product business. All right. Like pacifiers and all that stuff. But the first thing that they'll be selling is J&J security blankets. <laughs> Enjoy Survivor Series, enjoy War Games, and we'll speak to you next week. Yep, take care, folks. If you want me to stop the show, uh, not the show. <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to um, stop with the jokes, then I will give you my PayPal account, and you can give me lots of money, and I will stop. Why? 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 Why would people give you money to stop hearing these jokes? So I can get paid for doing the podcast? Or people... Uh, okay. What is it? I don't know. What is that? That's why I've got nothing to say. Well, if you're going to get money for your hot scoops, I should get money for not po- doing shit drugs. I'm, I'm not getting money for my hot scoops. Um, my PayPal account is... Uh, <laughs> at Rick and Clive. <laughs> um, podcastinghousehusband at paypal.com. Let's go. Night-night.